You know, you can try to mess with the art of Van Gogh in boycott and protest. You can mess with the words of Roald Dahl, even try to destroy the reputation of my gal, J.K. Rowling, okay? Even kind of break up Mumford and Sons, but you ain't gonna mess with the art of the man sitting next to me, okay? The man, the myth, the legend himself here in Nashville, Jeremy Cowards. Let me tell you a little bit about this man. So quite the impressive repertoire, if I say so myself, okay? He has been named uh, among some of the most influential photographers, artists by Adweek, Huffington Post. You've been in Time, in Forbes. You've worked with clients like Nike, Sports Illustrated, ABC, Us Weekly, and your portraits include the likes of the Kardashians of Taylor Swift, Dolly Parton, Sting, Britney's Circus Tour, just to name a few, no big deal. Um, And he is also a renegade and a disruptor in the NFT space. So we are going to get into all of this and then some today. Jeremy Cowart, here we are on your couch. It's a it's a vibe. It's an aesthetic. Welcome to Cancel Me, baby. Thank you. It's good to be here. That was quite the intro. I oh, appreciate I, it. I'm like stiff arming you, but it's only because <laughs> you know what we're gonna. We're, that's what artists do. We make shit work. We do. Okay. Yep, yep. We make the studio is just making shit work. Exactly. And we're going to talk about, because like I said, you're doing some major work in the new wave of Web3 and reinventing the wheel of art. And kind of what I alluded to before, like not messing with that, right? It's yours. And I think the reason I'm so fascinated by is because what I do in my show and my work is the idea, you know, we, we were talking about it before this, of autonomy in a time when everybody's trying to control and censor and shapeshift your art and try to funnel out and tell us what's right, what's wrong. The possibility of, I think, what this new wave offers is so exciting for uh, creators like me. And I thank you for being a part of, you know, creating that wave. But before we get into the future, let's take it back, okay? So you've been around for a while. And even in the emergence of Instagram, I'm really curious to get your thoughts because you've probably seen so many iterations of it, right? And if you remember, as it first started, it was really a place for artists, photographers like yourself to display their art. Whereas now it's morphed into this like shameless, over the top, like this body shot, that, but right, the whole thing. Your immediate thoughts on that from a photographer's point of view? He's like, oh, Jesus, Taylor. No, it, it just is what it is. I mean, it's almost inevitable that things go there. I'm seeing it right now with uh, with AI, like AI is about to take over, um, which is going to be weird on Instagram because soon we will not know what's real and what's fake. And I mean, already I'm feeling that, but I think a year from now it's going to be mass chaos. And so to look back at the beginning of instagram i mean there was that snobbery like yeah oh, this isn't art that's not art um but it's just like whatever <laughs> it's just like you can't fight it you just gotta figure it out well you said once i have a, a quote where in this day and age we shoot to remember and share 
And it's that idea of kind of like the slang is like, you know, Pixar didn't happen, right? Is there a part of you, even though you joke, it's like, yeah, maybe it was for like the snobs back then when it first came out. But is there a part of you that misses that time? Because like I said, now it's, you know, whether it be the shameless like body photos or everyone sharing every goddamn latte they ever had, right? Is there a part of you that's like, I kind of miss that. I don't want to say innocent time, but when it was more of a purist motivation behind it, right? Of course I do. I mean, it's a sweet time. I was so early on Instagram that they used to feature me on their blog. That's Instagram why I used figured. to have a blog when they first began. And I don't know why I quit. I should have stayed on it. I quit for like four years. And so I was one of the very first adopters. They were literally reaching out to me personally. I could have had millions of followers, but I had to just stay the course. But I was um, building my own social network long story there that uh, that did end up blowing up but with the rest of the social network graveyard it it got buried (laughs) but anyway so yes but i do miss that beginning days where it was uh, very very pure in a small what felt like a very small i used to get made fun of for using instagram and twitter how funny because people like didn't understand it they're like what do you tweet you know, Isn't like all my buddies would make fun of me for it. And I was like, I promise it's a thing. It's well, coming. It's, even now it's like when you network, you're at events. It's like, do you have an Instagram? That's like the thing. Instead of, do you have a phone number? Do you have an email? Do you have an Instagram? And if you don't, it's like, what are you, a fossil? Like, right. right. And even like blogging, like how blogging used to be the dorky thing. Or podcasts mm-hmm. too, like meta moment, but like podcasts yeah. too. And right now it's mm-hmm. like the cool thing. Kind of a branch off of that. You have done, like I said, portraits, correct me if I'm wrong, the Kardashians, Taylor Swift, and the Kardashians, Kim especially, has really been this Instagram portrait, um, like emblematic of what that is and has set the tone, right, so to speak, and has, it's trickled down to not only other influencers, but the everyday woman. It's like a phenomenon, the look, the aesthetic, even the idea of like the IG model, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And again, the portrait of the woman. And the reason I ask you this is not only um, did you do portraits of these these women, but your most notable NFT collection, which we're going to talk about, is your collection Block Queens. Mm -hmm. Not kings, queens, right? So your thoughts on that, how that, how she, I feel like, you know, regardless of how people feel about her, has sort of created the modern IG portrait of a woman in a way. Yeah, fun fact. I was, I didn't only shoot the Kardashians. I was literally at their house for the first (laughs) ever episode of their TV show. The first in fact, I, I, I remember that, but then recently I was like, was that really the first? So Googled it, and I watched the first episode, and I'm like, sure enough, that's the day I was at their house. Get so I had out. pictures that, of that entire first episode. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, that is when I met and worked with them. But, yeah, I mean, she's definitely the, the template, you know, for better or for worse. She is the, the standard, the queen of IG for sure. And what are your candid thoughts on that not only as an artist as a photographer again who was on the first wave of ig to see what it's morphed into now and as someone who you have four kids i assume is there a daughter there in the mix two daughters again candid thoughts on the nature of all that right and what it's become now it's becoming something really bizarre have you been on tiktok in the last few days if i have i've tried to 
block it out of my memory. Okay. I have a chip on my shoulder. Please do. I have the biggest chip on my shoulder about TikTok. This latest filter. I'm literally going to blur my live on your show. Because you, here it is right here. Let me guess. This is the newest filter. And it is so real and so good. It looks everybody look just like badasses. Like, you're going to look amazing. You do look amazing, but you're going to look you. even more amazinger. <laughs> um, check this out. I'm, this I'm about to see if he's being facetious or not. All girls will not look I'm cool. so scared. <gasps> uh, I'm horrified. Absolutely not. I'm in the TikTok, in the filter. So basically what it is, guys, it's these big, clowny, Botox lips, smaller nose, the high cheek thing like you would expect, um, like Madonna's, you know, 2023 protege, and, and I'm horrified. But yes, I myself find my, you know, I, I'm conflicted because on one end of it, it's like power to you in terms of like expressing yourself. And I love that in one, but with Kim specifically, right? It's like here she is showing her body and promoting that and in a thong and the next like going to law school, like that mm -hmm. element I love. When it comes to the over the top filter such mm -hmm. as this, the tweaking, the this, the that, the standard in that regard, that's where I take issue, right? Yeah. It's like I was just saying about AI, like soon we're, we're nothing is going to be real. Well, with avatars and human connection, we're talking, you know, while we're on this topic, like sex, all this, it's like how, what's the point of no return and how good is it, right, in the big picture? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. It all, it all scares me greatly and terrifies me. Somehow it's interesting and exciting in a way. Right. Um, I just don't know. It's all a big question mark. I'm, I'm amazed at just how fast it's all moving. Like every day there's new AI apps and I don't know. So I, I, don't, I just I don't know what to think of it. Curious because your collection, Block Queens, before I get into the world of NFT, the naysayers, right? You had 999 pieces. They sold out in seconds. Is that right? Of Block two seconds Jesus, yeah. so what is it because your block queen's collection it is it's layers it's what over a decade of your work um put together um in these beautiful layers of different queens right and of women and specifically their faces so why queens and when you see again the backdrop of women and sexuality and how they portray it on these social media platforms and for the world it's a bit of a contrast of your work because again it's it's of course very beautiful artistic in a different way and showing just their faces and is that cognizant on your part it feels a little bit of um like highlighting women and queens right so to speak but also in a totally different way yeah um being a photographer, a lot of the work I do is just women in general. Um, and I do feel like women, women are art, you know, they really do. Um, and men, men can be too in our own way. Uh, Shout out to the David in, <laughs> how in Florence, you know, you're crushing it. You're a little weeder uh, out there, you know, no, but uh, I mean, it's not quite the same, I know. In fact, my piece, I just had a piece featured in a Phillips uh, London auction. It's like the highest levels of art, and it was a guy that I that I featured in that, and so he was definitely uh, art in that piece. Anyway, um, I just I don't know. I just had all these amazing photos of women, and I thought to kind of turn them all into abstract art would be really um, a beautiful collection uh, using generative code to mm -hmm. crank out all, all the outputs, and um, 
in the end, block queens just made sense. Mm -hmm. um, celebrating women and all the diversity because each piece might have an African-American eye and a mm -hmm. Caucasian eye with an Asian mouth or vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so it was just kind of celebrating all um, all skin colors, all belief systems. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm curious for your thoughts about the contrast between perhaps the female and the male portrait. And especially now in a pop culture sense, an example of this, right, is Pam Anderson, like on her huge almost comeback, right? And everybody remembering the female full like goddess um, sex icon that she stood for and that she was and everyone's now kind of trying to like emulate that and bring it back. And I'm curious why like I try to think of the male counterpart to that right and I'm curious for your thoughts like what is it about you know it's this unspoken thing kind of like what we just said it's like women are just are and men like yeah in a different way but it's, right it's like not quite what do you think that is we're just it's a universe it's like we're just drawn to it right in a, in a different yeah. way that's a great question uh it's almost like God was really on his game with women <laughs> that is hilarious <laughs> with guys he was like yeah I'll just dial this one in <laughs> Uh, Finesse it a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I have no idea. That's but, a cool way of putting it. Though. Um, That's funny. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Women are just, I think historically throughout art, just more, more highly considered art. Um, but I mean, the human, human, the humans period, like we are art to love looking back mm -hmm. through art history and looking at abstract figures. And mm -hmm. I'm a huge Picasso fan. Um, huge Basquiat fan and I mean that took our history in college and mm -hmm. I was always fascinated with the artist uh, portraying and painting humans sculpting like whatever the art was I just love art of humans for mm -hmm. sure and that's certainly what you're doing now and carrying out in your work mm -hmm. in a totally new yeah. way yeah. <laughs> as depicted here and you know what you're working on now which we'll talk about which is really exciting and totally um reinventing the wheel of art in the nft space um before we pivot my last um sort of toss out um and question to you when it comes to women and um the beauty of that being on display you've also have photographed denise richards is that right mm -hmm. denise is i call her like my only fans queen and in celebration of what what my message is that women can be both this, you know, visual sex object and also the intellectual and the brain. I too, in a project that was very scary for me, but I'm having so much fun with um, tying this all together, launched my own OnlyFans yeah. and I'm really playing with all of this. Um, so given you being someone who's photographed her and this wave of OnlyFans almost as a means of expression, right? Your thoughts of that, is it a means of expression? Is it like, how do you see that whole platform uh, on the rise and emerging too? Yeah, uh, so funny story when I shot Denise, in um, a horrible story. Uh, I was hired by E the, to shoot for three days. It was like Snoop Dogg, Denise Richards, Ryan Seacrest, a bunch of the play, the playmates. Uh, uh, they were all there, um, and I did a three-day shoot. And I, my assistant made a big mistake, and I lost two of the entire days of shooting, two full days, including Denise's shoot. No. Yeah, the Kardashians were there. Um, Anyway, what was the mistake? Worst, or is this NDA? He deleted the files. Like, literally oh deleted the shoot. It was gone. That is a creative's worst yeah. nightmare. The yeah. amount of 
I remember I had a full-blown like 20-minute interview with Natalie Portman that never happens and the audio didn't save. I was like, I am just going to dig a grave right here and I'll see you all later. It's the worst. How long ago is that? Again, like the TikTok, I try to suppress it in my graveyard of memories, but maybe five or so years ago. I'm so sorry. I know. I'm sorry for your loss too. <laughs> the Denny's pictures, uh, but um, but yeah, you know your thoughts on that and it, it being yet another platform of I, I suppose self expression in this time of like ultimate suppression. It feels like yeah, yeah. I I, I haven't been on OnlyFans yet. <laughs> in fact, I was blown away the other day that I heard that it was originally created as a as like a a different type of platform. If people start using it for the way it's used now, yeah, I was like, "Oh, that's crazy! I had no idea." Yeah, um, but I mean, I think you know all these new ways of like being able to make a living and provide for yourself. It's, it's like, on one hand, there's so many things shutting down opportunities for creatives, but there's mm-hmm. other things emerging that, in the end, I think we're going to be fine. But I think if you if you don't know how to pivot, uh, then you're screwed. Yeah, like you have to go with the flow and keep keep changing mm-hmm. and if you're not learning constantly you're also screwed the mm-hmm. creatives who who get burnt out or become irrelevant are the ones who get stuck in their ways and they just try to only do that thing in the way they do it like i've had probably the best two years of my career um because i just keep learning and i mm-hmm. keep adapting to what i'm learning mm-hmm. and using those new tools to insert into what I'm already doing and it becomes more and more interesting. Mm-hmm. So. so what you're saying is Taylor, get off your high horse and get on TikTok. No, I'm yeah. not doing it, Jeremy. No, but you know, I, so, so you're not on TikTok. I am, but it might as well have, have cobwebs on it. Okay. Like it is Jack's yeah. skeleton's home in a nightmare for it is his coffin. Like it is just mm-hmm. nothing, nothing to see there. I have this sort of like rebellion against it just out of principle. It's probably hurting me more than helping me. Um, But there you go, rebel against the man. But no, what you just said, so there's a new podcast out. I mentioned JK uh, Rowling earlier. And there's a new podcast out I'm obsessed with where she's finally having her piece because, you know, she's had this sort of like book burning against her. I don't know if you know about this. Uh, Yes, because of her comments about, you know, women's history and trans, it's a whole other ball of wax. But the the podcast is so well done. I'm obsessed with it. I want to marry Barry Weiss. I don't know if you are familiar with her, a huge uh, journalist who is like also against the group think. It's her, it's on her platform. But in the in the episode, JK Rowling says something to the effect of what you just said about um learning and growing not only as a, an artist but as a human right and she, she so the way she put it was so great and eloquent but she said like you know when you say something or, or in your case like maybe like you put a work of art out and you you're like yeah like all because you have this like adrenaline rush and she says that's not when i feel the adrenaline nor when anyone should it should be in those moments when we think we're so certain and we're all like yeah excited and confident mm-hmm the voice in the back of our head going, well, hold on a second. Can you challenge that? Is that exactly right? Can you learn something from it? Can you pivot? And I thought that was really interesting. Kind of like goes into what you're saying, right? Of like, we don't know everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I'll have to, you'll have to submit. I will. Um, it's really good. It's good. Yeah. By the way, how did Harry Potter get down the hill? Is this a joke? It is. Oh God, I'm the worst at riddles. Okay. Something with Quidditch, a ball rolling down, the broom, something. By walking. JK, rolling.
<laughs> but um, sh- he'll be here all day, folks. So oh my god, that is so good. I'm not a good guy. I For love like that is stuck in my head. No, I love puns, and that is. <laughs> so good i'm like a how did the chicken get to the other side of the road kind of gal and even that i'm like ah. um yes intellectually i got this all day but when it comes to like knock knock jokes and riddles i'm yeah. like you really got me there with that brain buster okay so let's pivot into the nft space obviously you know block queens selling out in two seconds huge success even, you know, on the heels of the Super Bowl, Rihanna's producer for Bitch Better Have My Money sold a part of it or something, you know, with the track as an NFT, same thing, literally sold out in two minutes. Now, as someone who has made their way in this space, is paving the way, is obviously so successful, there are so many naysayers who are like, why am I going to pay money for a digital file that I could screenshot, right? What would you say to them? Uh, first of all, I get it because that was my thinking in the beginning mm-hmm. too. Um, but over time, as I've gotten to learn about the space now, when I look at my, my wallet, my digital wallet where my NFTs are stored, mm-hmm. I'm probably more proud of that than I am anything else in life that I collect. Wow. Uh, and it and it just becomes a thing. Like I remember Gary V preaching that message, like just as you collect baseball cards or fancy clothes or cars, like. NFTs will be the future collectible. Um, and that's how I feel now. I can pull up my wallet right now and like show off my collection. And mm-hmm. and I don't. I never show anybody. And that's even crazier is that I'm so thrilled with this thing that only even I know about. Like I don't go and tell people what NFTs I own, but it is this thing that becomes part of in, like anything else you collect. It's just mm-hmm. a strange. I mean, obviously you hope. That they gain value over time, and you hope that it is an investment as well. Some of them, actually, a lot of them have gone down, but I'm still, I still love my NFT collection. Mm-hmm. It's a weird thing, mm-hmm. very nerdy, very uh, futuristic, but it's where we're headed for sure. And it's like no one can touch it; it's yours, both what you own and what you create. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now. Let's talk about the sort of kind of, you know, what I was talking about earlier, but the social implications of this, right? Because what's so obviously with my life's work and what's so important to me about art is its ability to reflect society. I mean, there are so many creative geniuses and minds out there. Even here in Nashville, I see it around us all the time. And the ability that it has to reflect our society, but to also make us think and push boundaries and progress and, um, you know, push against the status quo. And obviously, given that my show is called Cancel Me Baby, we're in a time where the gatekeepers are uh you know like i said trying to control that now more than ever you even have a funny thing on your website you know you go to your website and there's a pop-up like a joke about the algorithm right so when it comes to art to news to social media it's just everywhere talk to me about that aspect like do you feel as an artist a liberation um with again like what web3 um has in store for us and no one being able to meddle with what you do right yeah, I don't know where it's all going. I do see like Starbucks and yeah, and all these big brands coming for NFTs. Um, and so I think it's just a matter of time. I just think we have to battle through all these horrible headlines right now, like the mm-hmm. FTX stuff. Um, it just like even the other day there was a big hit piece against Board Apes on CNN. You know, like there's always some kind of bad headline. Um, Can you tell me about that? 
I didn't see that. Oh, what were they saying? Just how a lot of artists have been scammed, and they were just like fudding the space fud. You know what that word is? Wait, no, I don't. Please get me in so, on the cool kid lingo. In Web3, there really is a whole dictionary of new terms. So fud means fear, uncertainty, and doubt. So anytime oh, someone's fudding so something. That's so funny, if you know yeah, what I mean. <laughs> yeah. They're throwing all the doubt and uncertainty at it and saying this isn't legit. You know, that Of course. Um, yeah. But there are amazing artists uh, like Sam Spratt in the space and Fawoshes and, and so many others. And so I believe in what it could be. I just think the learning curve has to get way, way simpler for mass adoption anytime soon. But we're, we're going to get there and I'll be excited to one day and be like, yeah, it's just like the Instagram conversation. <laughs> back then it was a blog. Right, you know. right, right. One day we'll be saying, yeah, back then you had right. to have like a MetaMask wallet and you had to do all these stupid things right. just to own an NFT. Right. But soon it will be just a one-click, you know, Amazon type experience where you, yeah, just, it will. where you just grab it and it happens. And so, I don't know. I don't think I'm answering your question. Well, I- <laughs> Here's the thing, because I'm trying to understand, number one, I want to get my feet wet because of all of this and have my content there. So again, I have full autonomy and I can control it and get to the people I want without the gatekeepers. Something I'm curious about is how it translates and pertains to your world. So I know for me, right, as a content creator and as a voice in this space, the gatekeepers may be, you know, the platforms or algorithms, who decides to publish my work, what platforms will be like, we'll take on her show. Who would that be in your space? Right now, it's still the platforms, like even OpenSea changed their terms this past week where they don't give royalties anymore to the artists. And so, uh, I mean, those are still the gatekeepers, the big platforms, but outside of that, nobody. Okay. So I was going to ask, how do you get around that? I guess it is what like work you're doing, right? Reinventing, trying to thinking outside the box and, you know, where it's in your own hands and you're not reliant on someone else and who um, almost has the upper hand in that, in the world of art. Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, thankfully, I'm working with some very smart uh, guys working on my smart contracts, which is the contract that gets attached to your art on the blockchain and they can ensure that even with all the changes over the last month that my new project will have royalties enforced no matter what um so i'll get paid no matter what um Mm -hmm. and but even still i guess some of the gatekeepers could in theory still change that but at least this latest round of rules they've enforced my new smart contract will go around that so Mm -hmm. i don't know that's a great question Mm -hmm. um I mean, I, but again, outside of that, there there really feel like there is no uh, red tape, or you know, it, it it's all then just building your audience and mm-hmm. building collectors and get people to be interested in your work, which is what I've been doing and you've been doing for years, yep. you know. So it's more the same in that way. How about though, Jeremy, thematically? Right. Like we are in a time, you know, someone said to me the other day, they're like, you don't even want to get caught saying something wrong on video because you will get viral and not in a cute way. Right. I even mentioned mentioned Mumford and Sons earlier. You know, Winston Marshall leaves the band as one of the founding members so he can speak more freely mm-hmm. on social media. Again, even Roald Dahl, iconic writer. And, you know, because we're in such a sensitive time, his words are being changed from fat to enormous to describe a character in his book. Like I see. Mm-hmm. Right. Because we're in the over uh, sensitive, you know, morality police era. 
I'm sure that has to be in your psyche when creating art in some way, shape, or form because everything is, you know, this is right, this is wrong, and scrutinized to the nth degree. I'm curious if that impacts you, if you have conversations with other artists about this, and uh, again, kind of sticking it to the man in that sense, right? Yeah, it's not a conversation to have, but I think you're right. It is something I'm always aware of and thinking about what I say because you're right. Like everything we say now is basically eternal you know it's like on the internet is and not not only like i mean for me i have kids and so i'm always like oh crap what could i there are things that i think that i don't want them to hear but they might one day and so i don't know it's just i guess it is what it is and so you just try to be who you are and let let the rest work itself out um, but it is weird to think that one day my kids can just be chilling and Googling dad and, <laughs> and funny at all kinds of stuff that hopefully doesn't offend them, but hopefully it makes them proud, but you just never know. It. No, from what I've seen, your stuff seems, at least of, again, interviews, I've seen you do what you've yeah. said, pretty spotless record. As well, unless there's something that I missed. No, nothing that I know that you missed, but, uh, but I really am always keeping legacy in mind. Right. I say right. that I'm... We're the first generation where uh, we're building our digital family tree. If you Google your granddad or my granddad, there's like nothing. Uh, our mm-hmm. parents a little bit, but us, oh man, it's like yeah, endless. We're building a library of, and like to think that one day our great-grandkids will have access to all that data. Yeah. It's so weird. And it's there forever. You know, I even think it with my OnlyFans. I'm like, this is going to be out there forever, you know, but as a creative, and I'm sure you relate, when you get that spark of inspiration, you get, at least me, I get impulsive and I'm like, it needs to go out now. And, you know, and there's that push and pull of, of riding that wave and that like moment of like genius and spontaneity, but also being like, holy shit, this is there forever and ever. And I'm sure with your art, you're, you you know, you think that as well. It's like, this is it, right? This is it. No yeah. pressure. No. <laughs> yeah, all the pressure, for sure. Even, like, I'm building my new website now, and I'm, like, do, like, going through past ideas and projects. I'm like, do I put these up there? I don't yes! know how much I like them or don't like them. But um, I'm just pivoting and trying to reposition myself on the Internet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been a commercial photographer for ever and now i'm just an artist and yep. i'm trying to reposition rebrand yep. myself um so anyway it's an interesting task that's just part of it i look at old interviews i did and i'm like what on god's green earth were you saying thinking wearing like why is this even in the public sphere in terms like pulling it back a little bit right because you talk about you know your commercial work your work then your work now Again, bigger picture and what you said earlier about just loving the human aspect of it. Mm-hmm. What's so interesting about your work is you have photographed everybody from, you know, people experiencing homelessness here in Nashville to Taylor Swift and Sting and Dolly Parton, Garth Brooks, Emma Stone, it goes on and on. Mm-hmm. Is there a commonality that you have found? Like, couldn't be worlds apart. But is there a commonality between those groups of people that you experienced or noticed, um, you know, snapshotting them? Snapshotting? Snap- shooting. Shooting them. Shooting. Yeah. Just making up words. You know, it's fine. Uh, yeah. I talk about reinventing the wheel. I'm just going to, you know, <laughs> goodbye to the dictionary. Yeah. Shooting is a weird word in, these, in this day and age. You know? I know. I always say that with so my weird. show, too. I'm like, all right, I shoot at this time. And I'm like, are people going to take that the wrong way? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. But, but yes. I mean, yeah, it, I am always 
excited and a bit starstruck to shoot the big celebrity shoot the big celebrities um but then you're reminded yeah in the moment of the day they're just as normal as i am you know um but it's hard i shot gwyneth paltrow once and she was like my celebrity crush you know ah! and so, in fact just yesterday i stumbled across those photos and and she was so cool but i was like in a recording studio with her just geeking out the entire time like i could not believe it but she was like at that time she was like oh, i got to do a new marvel movie so we can pay for this new house that's so i'm funny. like same i know same. it's just the worst like my xfinity pool really needs yeah. to be extended today no but yeah. but that's funny. I don't know about you, but people always ask me because, like you, I've worked with so many A-listers, and they're always like, right, the first thing, like, who's the best and the worst? Mm -hmm. And it's like, I always feel like there's so many, it almost blends together, and it's like I don't even have standout things yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. you know, you know, he's like, I uh, beg to differ. No, no. I mean, I'm with you. It does all start to blend together, but yeah, there's a few, a few moments that stick out for sure. It's funny because we shot together. That's how we met in a very cool project that yeah. you were working on. And looking into you and your work, it's funny because I feel like our paths probably crossed between the outlets I've worked for, you've been featured on, the celebrities we've worked with. So, and here we are. It all yeah. came, it all came, you know, full circle. Um, your final thoughts before we, you know, I really want to talk about this really exciting, game-changing uh, project you're working on, but your final kind of thoughts on why you love art, like no big deal, just not a loaded question at all, but why you love art and again, everything we talked about like thematically and how people are feeling suppressed and walking on eggshells and scared to put out their real expression, where you see the state of it right now and where it's going. It is all the emotions at once. I'm excited. Mm -hmm. I'm terrified. I'm a little angry, I think. Um, because? I think just now with AI, it's like, it's both good because now the non-artist who's always wanted to be an artist can be an artist just by typing prompts on a keyboard. Literally, I'm just going to interject, but if you guys don't know, it's you can literally type in like, <clears throat> you could upload a picture of Jeremy and then be like, put it in Van Gogh style and it'll create it in seconds, yeah. right? Yeah. And that's what you mean. It's like, mm -hmm. where's the human? Well, like already, you know, AI art just, and I'm talking like not collaborative AI, but just pure AI and sitting around the keyboard and typing words. They're now artists selling those pieces for tens of thousands of dollars already, you know, not wow. having any experience in any art form whatsoever. And I just think a year from now, especially in two years, when these AI apps are fully at their full realization of high quality and they're on all our phones, which they're coming for, um, you know, just like Instagram, there'll be apps where you can just, any, any thought you can turn into a like badass, amazing mm -hmm. painting, and post it online, we're just soon not going to have a clue, truly not have a clue as to what was human made versus what What's was real. AI. Yeah. I mean, you even see it. It's like we're eradicating the need for humans. Every time I go to Target, I'm like, can I can I be checked out by a human? It's all self-checkout, this, that, robots, you know, self-driving cars. And you're right. It's in, in, in terms of art. How do you, how do we hold on to that? How do we preserve actual artists creating art and not a computer? You well, know? I'm doing a, um, we're about to get to it, but I'm doing an event where I think you almost have to prove it. Like you, you're, we're going to have to show more proof 
do we made things like I'm doing a live event soon for that reason I'm like here it is here's all my gear here's right in gear. front of you like outsmart the AI and I'm gonna do it start to finish someone called my new project AI and they said well you're really creating AI and they said I don't mean artificial intelligence I mean actual intelligence yeah, right right before your eyes it's like you can't refute yeah. that yeah which is a, a fun i'll have to steal that line for the promotion of the project yes. but yeah it is 10 years of ideating and actual you know hard work that uh, will reveal itself in this project now before we get to that finale i'm curious you had named picasso a couple of your favorite artists but I'm curious for artists that have really impacted you, moved you, who are your um, perhaps uh, among your favorite, um, that because, again, I find art, a lot of the purpose is for it to be provocative, right, and to stir up something in the human experience. Um, perhaps an artist or a work of art that you think because of the climate we're in maybe wouldn't fly today. That's a great question um what well, wouldn't fly today <laughs> thinking of <laughs> watching the office so many of those inappropriate episodes wouldn't fly today that's well you know it's funny this is a different story but mindy kaling who is a star and writer of that show yeah. she recently talked about this she was like the sh you know the office would be canceled today yeah. or and people uh, are so uptight about cancel culture that they're like what do you mean mindy kaling it's always on reruns and it's like you're so uptight that you can't even acknowledge what she said or what you're saying right, right? Exactly. um but yeah in terms of art any iconic obviously it's it's your world much more than mine but any iconic works or or, or artists who'd be you know yeah, there's got to be some George Condos and some Warhols and Boscouts even that would likely be frowned upon today or canceled. Um, what do you think it was about – what is it about Andy Warhol specifically? Because, you know, it is true, right? He was a provocateur in, in such a unique way, but I'm curious your thoughts on, on why. I don't really know. He, I don't actually think he was like – amazingly talented gifted as an artist he just was at the forefront of so many things and had so many great ideas um and was and knew how to work the system and create controversy which made it more you know essentially somebody one day decided and this really is how the art world works somebody just decided that's viable and so then it just skyrockets from there mm -hmm. but, um, I am. I mean, I have followed his Boscout more so, but Warhol, because Boscout and he became best friends, um, by by default, I've kind of studied Warhol a bit more. But mm -hmm. yeah, he was something else. I'd be fascinated to know what those guys would be doing today with all this new tech and social media and all of it. Um, it's so fun to see. It's so funny because just last week I interviewed um, Trace Atkins. Uh, ex-wife who and partner who founded him, uh, Rhonda, and she talked about how she has such an impressive background, but with country music icons, I asked her what they, similarly, what they would make of this climate, and she said it perfectly. She's like, they would just be like, fuck it, like, let's just make art, like, why is everybody so uptight, you know, that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. So, all right, tell us about what you're working on your new baby because it's very very exciting and the people need to know the people need to know your uh make them see it to believe it and none of this ai nonsense so yeah my whole career i just followed the ideas wherever the ideas take me and this idea is to create a 10k nft project in 10 minutes um so 10k being 
literally I'm going to create 10,000 and if unique NFTs in 10 minutes, um, it'll end up being more like 15 to 20 minutes just because the camera isn't quite fast enough to do 10,000 in 10 minutes. Um, I've been testing it. It's about 15. Anyway, and so uh, I will be live uh, performing in front of an audience, both in real life and online. Um, and I'll be kind of revealing doxing and web three doxing means to to reveal yourself um so be doxing the entire process for the first time ever uh as you see here i've spent 10 years kind of building this crazy process and so um but i'll be wearing a white mask it'll look very blue man groupish except we love it white, except white man group um, <laughs> and only white because i'm essentially trying to turn myself into a projection screen yes there's no racial implications guys no, relax no. um but but yeah so and then i will become all of these uh figures uh over the course of the 15 20 minutes and um Kind of, it really is just a big art exploration. It's called Auras. Auras means like the the vibe around somebody. Um, so I'm gonna be ten thousand vibes. So cool. And you have already. I mean, you're so established, and you have so many high profile people, publicists, publications interested in you and in this. Um, lastly, you know, before we shot, we were talking about the life of a creative and how it's comes with its trials. It's very hard. And you said in a past interview, you know, my worst day working for myself was still better than my best day working for somebody else, right? And it's things like that that we really have to hold on to in the day today because it's very challenging making people understand your vision and get behind it. Given that, and, and I know being in the mix here in Nashville with different movers and shakers, artists, everybody loves you and adores you. But do you still, especially because what you're doing is so outside the box and new wave, do you deal with your uh, fair share of naysayers or people who don't get it, who you feel like you have to convince, you know, in a way? The naysayers are mainly me. <laughs> you know, Tell me about it. My own, my, God. my own demons, my own self-doubt. And, and I don't have a lot of naysayers currently. I mean, I've had a few over the years. Um but I think people will be excited about about this project. I've, and I, I always poke holes in ideas and projects. And I'm like, there's really not a lot to poke here. It's a pretty straightforward, innovative, historic idea. No one has ever done this in any way, shape, or form. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I've never been this excited. I'll tell you that much. Good. But still doubting yourself. I it's Isn't it? We are like tortured souls. Like, mm -hmm. I will, I am my own worst critic, even after an episode and I have to break this habit. I don't know if, you know, again, with you and your art, it's like, should I tweak this, that I'll go back and watch frame by frame. I should have said this. I should have said that. But meanwhile, everyone around me is like, this was the best. Oh, you spoke to me. I'm like, not good enough. It is like, we're cursed. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, I think I'll just leave it at that because like, what a way to, <laughs> what a way to end the sermon. But yes, like recognizing what you're doing is really trailblazing and hopefully you don't find any holes to poke in it because that's badass, right? In and of itself. But I'm sure you will because that's how yeah, we're wired always. and we're psycho. Yeah, always. Part of the gig. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Occupational hazard. Yeah. Jeremy Coward, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you I for, uh, for your work, doing what you're doing, what you do, bringing art to life, literally. I'm honored. Thank you for having me. Aww. This is fun. Oh, cool. So fun. Thank you. And 
the mind of a psycho creative these notes like dr scribble picasso (laughs) oh yes jeremy has a very much you know yeah very much on brand paper towel taped to his door being like come in for portraits jeremy cower that uh again you know but we gotta have it we gotta mix and match like it's like my scribble notes you know can't you know you can't explain the genius just let it happen all right thank you sir of course